0: I love you. Well, thanks for coming back to the couch there, potatoes. We're so happy to have you back. Here uh, I am. Uh, the, green cou- tra- da, 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 the green couch da, potato. The green couch I'm the green traveler. I was about to say the green couch potato. Yeah, he, I'm the green traveler. These where garsh. all the
1: green chips come from. You know what? I haven't <laughs> found a green chip in a while. But of course, I don't eat as many potato chips as I once had as a child.
0: Yeah. I thought you were just talking like salsa verde, no. or like the 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 one nice. Uh, I can't remember what the cooler PK? ranch Doritos. I can't remember what yeah, those. Yeah, the
1: cooler the, ranch. Yeah, I didn't say the name <laughs> right. I don't think. But this a new brand of like Dorito type chip. They're not Doritos. They're not. Doritos. They're not Doritos.
0: They're cooler ranch. Yeah. They're like piqui. P-I-Q-U-I or something like that. Yeah. Not sponsored by them. Not sponsored and
1: probably spelled incorrectly, but they're good.
0: Yeah. But yeah, they're they're really good, but I was going to say, I was like, I've never seen like a greenish chip that I haven't liked. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I was talking about like regular potato chips. Like every once in a while you come across a green one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. I understood. Yeah. I understood gotcha. after the fact where you were going with that. I thought. I thought initially that though you're talking salsa verde. I'm like, you know, I do love those chips. I, I do take credit of those, but I also take credit of the uh, those green potato chips.
1: Yeah, I don't know why they, they are
0: delicious. They are delicious. Yeah, poisonous. Probably are but they? Delicious. You think so? Yeah, it's probably just like you know, part of my farts in there or something. Oh, I don't know.
1: Okay, I see. So like a- <laughs> you planted all the potatoes.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking credit for them.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, mine. oh! I see. Because you are green, you you yep. think that it ima- automatically has your stamp of ownership
0: on it. You know, uh, the older I've gotten, then the more I've become a vegetarian. The more I've noticed that like my farts haven't been smelling, and it oh. makes me wonder if I am farting, and they're just appearing elsewhere, and maybe they're appearing in the chip bags. So maybe wow. I'm just farting and entering some kind of weird dimensional portal kind of thing and just appearing in bags somewhere and people eating them. I'm like, there's a good chip. And I'm like,
1: that's my little toots. Your understanding of science is far beyond my years.
0: <laughs> my,
1: my lack of <laughs>
0: understanding of science. <laughs> I ain't knowing shit. I am the
1: faceless Leo and I don't think I said that. And this is a podcast about movies and TV called Green and Faces on the Couch. Welcome. And Tater Toots. And, yep, and Tater Toots, yep. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we, I pulled us away, but we're back here again. Uh, You can't pull us away from Tater Toots, it's too good. (laughs) Too good for TV, Tater Toots. Tater Toots, yes, I would say it's probably too something for TV. So... (laughs) Something. This is about the fox and the hound, which is yeah, I think is more interesting than Tater Toots, anyways. But it is a lot. Is not there's nothing funny about
0: it. There's nothing fun about it. It's the saddest fucking movie in Disney <laughs> history, I think.
1: <laughs> it's pretty fucking sad.
0: But dude, I don't know. I could watch Bambi's mom get shot any fucking time of day, yeah, and not have an think issue. I was
1: sadder with Bambi, <laughs> and you know what? I don't think I was. I was pretty choked up no. by this fucking movie.
0: It was like. It was sad. Uh, let's be honest. If we if we were to re listen to our podcast episode on Bammy, I'm pretty sure we were both sad about the mom dying. But I feel like I can go back to that, watch that scene about 20 times, and still be a little happier than I was <laughs> at the end of Fox Out.
1: <laughs> I mean, okay, but that the ending is is fine. The ending, I'm not okay. It's fine. When I say it's fine, it's it's a happy ending. Ish. Ish. Sure. But it, it's happy. It's enough.
0: Let's, uh, let's unload the synopsis real fast. It's okay. not too big of a synopsis. No. As as puppies, as young puppies, uh, uh, who is the the fox's Todd? The fox's yeah. Todd. Its name is Todd. Yeah. Um, its mother is running away from hunters. And those hunters, of course, uh, its mother's a fox, of course. Uh, and those hunters are uh, accompanied by their hound dogs. And there is a gunshot. Mama dies. Fox, is, baby fox, all alone. And I think it's, is it isn't an owl. It's an owl, right? That, yep. Uh, Big
1: Mama, played by Pearl. Big Bailey. Mama.
0: Yeah, uh, I love Big Todd Mama. Young Todd
1: is played by Keith Coogan.
0: Yes, thank you. Yeah. And Big Mama and a couple of uh, birds who I can't remember. I think they were woodpeckers, or one uh, was a woodpecker. One was a
1: woodpecker, at least. But they were Dinky and Boomer. Uh, Boomer. Dinky and Boomer, played by Paul winchell who was tigger and dinkies played by uh richard becullen i don't know if i said your name correctly but uh he went by dick back then he did did. some richards do
0: (laughs) (laughs) and uh they they bring baby young todd to this lone elderly woman Uh um i can't remember her name off the top of my head either that's
1: a good question Uh, Widow Tweed
0: thank you I was gonna say I wrote every other character besides her down
1: played by Jeanette Nolan that's my mom's name
0: Uh, Jeanette so sweet and Widow Tweed just sees this young baby fox feels you know sorrow I guess for it and takes it in uh oh I just dropped my phone oh bye put that back (laughs) up uh oh Oh, hello again uh oh there we go we're back to normal we're okay oh there we go again oh bye I got a precarious system set up here, catch potatoes. We'll figure it out. We'll, fi- oh. we'll figure it out. Oh. Oh.
1: I'm buying you a stand for your birthday.
0: I got a prop on it. Anyways, young widow, <laughs> young widow Tweed. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> she's Miss <not>. Widow Tweed. <laughs> no, she's not. Miss Widow Tweed takes in young Todd and she raises him as her own little pet, and it's kind of beautiful. Yeah. Uh, not too far down the road is her neighbor Amos who is, uh, I have this one written down at least, played by Jack Albertson, who is Grandpa Joe and Willy Wonka.
1: Secret review of Willy Wonka. Nothing else needs to be said. I think a lot of
0: shit needs to be said about yeah, Willy Wonka. We'll do, we'll
1: do a deep dive on Willy Wonka sometime. That's a promise.
0: <laughs> well, we could either do a deep dive or we could just do a sequel smash oh, with old the Johnny Depp new. version. another
1: old and new. Oh, You're old and right. and new. you yeah. Okay, I guess we could do that. Tell us in the comments what you
0: would prefer. Bleep, bloop, bleep. Yeah, right. Bleep, bloop. And Amos, down the road from uh, Old uh, Old Widow Tweed, he has just adopted a new hound himself. A young, uh, I think it's a, um, what kind of it's dog is it? A basset hound. hound?
1: I don't know. I think it's a basset hound. Maybe. I can't
0: remember. I but anyways, know. that's Cooper. Hound he names him Cooper. Copper. Young Cooper. I knew that. Copper. It's Copper. copper. Oops. Which is important. I wrote down Cooper, but that's right. Yeah. Copper played... By uh, Corey Feldman. Uh,
1: yes, Young Copper is played by
0: Corey Feldman, who
1: had to be a baby.
0: I didn't realize going in, like, when I turned on this movie, all these people were in this mo- film. Like, right. I saw the credits rolling, and it was constantly... There's one in particular we haven't gotten to yet, which was um, uh, Older older Todd. If you want to go ahead and give Older Todd away. Oh,
1: so this movie stars Mickey Rooney.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, and then, there, sorry, there's also... I, I guess we haven't got, given away older uh, copper yet either.
1: Yeah, that and that's Kurt Russell. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah I, it's I fucking... just, I don't know, it's kind of weird to me that I, I, I just, in my mind, it's hard to imagine him so much older than Corey Feldman that <laughs> he played the older version of him.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, he kind of is i mean he is. it's okay
1: honestly they still kind of look like each other <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, it's not like they used their likenesses for the dog <laughs> they did it at all but they they
1: do look like that would each have been other. very odd yeah this movie uh, is the first live action uh this is uh, it's um it was the first attempt at uh <laughs> cgi uh it's it's, it's something oh, God. else it's no, actually, news. the animation is beautiful. I, I, I yeah, really the animation think this is beautiful. Is a beautiful movie. We... Yeah,
0: and I want to get, I want to get into that a uh, bit later because I got, I had more information about that finally. So, Good. but that's that's for uh, for after the quick synopsis, I guess. Um, which, is, which, <laughs> which is not been not been that quick.
1: Synopsis. Sorry, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so Amos adopts young Copper. Copper has an older uh, Hound dog to look up to in the form of Chief, the Sheriff Nottingham guy. Yes, Pat Buttram. Thank you. Yeah, we talked about him a lot. We love him. Yep. What a unique voice. Yeah, I yeah. love Chief. <laughs> no, Chief's great. And I think this is the iconic role for that voice for me for a Pat Buttram. Oh, uh, yeah, because yeah, it's like, this is the one I always remembered. I watched Fox and the Hound. My brother and I watched it probably not a lot. But enough that it stuck in my mind as being the saddest fucking Disney movie.
1: We watched it a lot, too, man. Me and Corbin. This was like Corbin's favorite movie to pick for some reason. Uh, Honestly, I think he liked how the birds (laughs) tormented the worm. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Um, There's a poor worm in this. Yes. Uh, The worm's name is Squeaks. It's not credited, but it was Mel Blanc. It was Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny's in this movie. As a worm. Well, not a worm, he's a caterpillar. They call him a worm, but he's a caterpillar
0: but now that now that we have like thrice established that these animals are now owned by people, they eventually meet Todd and Copper, and they become friends and it's it's that friendship that grows it's very beautiful, but at the same time, Amos the hunter, he doesn't want his hound dog. Being buddy-buddy with foxes because he's supposed to hunt foxes. Yeah. That's what, you know, Amos is just a disgust, in my opinion, disgusting hunter. He's, you know. Yeah. Like, it made sense back in, like, the early 1900s, you know, like, Theodore Roosevelt had a shit ton of furs and everything. It was, it was all for game and sport. And, I don't know, the more we've learned about how many animals are going extinct because of right. hunting and all that right. kind of stuff. I mean, foxes aren't in threat of that, I don't think. They were. But. Uh, They were. They definitely
1: were um, because they were very popular. I think the population is just now fighting back. In fact, there uh, was uh, at one point when we first moved in a family of foxes that lived just beyond my fence. Now there's a big hole in my fence. (laughs) So they were in my, (laughs) uh, one morning I'd woken up and all five of these children foxes were hopping around in my yard playing and it was it was beautiful oh wow it was like it was like one of the first nights we stayed there so it was great and i think they were there through the summer and i saw a couple foxes the next summer so one or two of them stayed but i also saw them a couple times that first summer chasing their mother oh it, it was uh it, it's nice it's nice to live a little way from town You know, it takes a half an hour to get anywhere, but that's okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. That was my life growing up, too. Living out in the countryside, can't find any shit. But it was still beautiful. Yeah, You know, you can go outside, look up at the stars. It was great. Oh, yeah. I love that.
1: You know, when I step outside on the stoop and let garlic take a pee, because it's too damn
0: cold. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's a beautiful story, though, to watch these two creatures... Uh, The Fox and the Hound, try to uphold a friendship while knowing it goes against their owner's wishes. You know, Amos wants to hunt Todd and Widow Tweed. She doesn't hate Copper, but she does kind of hate Amos because he's a fucking asshole.
1: Right. Amos is being a real dick about it because, well, he thought when at some point Todd goes to visit Copper and Amos scares him. And he goes into the chicken coop and and startles all the chickens. So he just thought the fox was trying to get at his chickens. So they're like, right? I tried because I remember disliking Amos so much. Uh, besides the fact that I thought he was a, a de- pretty decent dog owner, <laughs> but <laughs> he, um, I mean, he does really care about his dogs. Like, I will talk about Chief I mean, later.
0: I guess he kind of does. He's kind of very brusque with his dogs but at the same time so am i with mine but i don't have like a you know i don't know i, th- I feel like zelda knows i don't mean anger sure whereas with amos there's definitely like clear I-, I will i will hurt you if you don't do what i say energy to him sometimes <laughs> yeah
1: sometimes he's a he's an angry old man uh but i really tried to watch because i've seen this movie so many times I tried to watch it more through amos's perspective and he, uh, like you, you say he's disgusting for what he does, but I mean, he, judging by their vehicles, they're like living—I don't know—the the twenties or or thirties, right? So, right, you had to do something to get by, and so he was a trapper and fur trader, and fur was still uh, something that and, we didn't have a way to supplicate, yeah.
0: you know. So, yeah, and, and it's like, I don't want to say he's disgusting for haunting. That's not like, I know a lot of people hunt, and I get it. I mean, I don't know. I don't find pleasure from it, but I understand right. that some people do. It's more, I guess, his decisions at the end that make him disgusting because... He, you know, he hunts on a game reserve, right? Yes, where not like the that. animals are protected.
1: I did not yeah. like that. That pissed me off. And he is out for revenge. And we will go ahead. This is a really old movie. And even if we spoil the plot, you should still go watch it. Yeah. At another part in the movie, they're chasing Todd off the property again, and Chief chases him onto some railroad tracks, and they have to jump away, but. Chief gets hit by the train actually, but managed mm. to, to survive the fall. With
0: oh no, he uh, didn't.
1: A, 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 no, he not in real life, but in this story, he uh <laughs> yeah. only has a broken leg. And there is like the best bit in the movie. The best <laughs> bit, like the comical bit, anyways. It is him be- <laughs> waiting for them to come home is like this is the way to do it. Uh, rest yep. of his leg, and then they come home and he starts wailing. And they don't pay attention to him, <laughs> so he goes into the other room and he's like, and they're like, oh, you get in that other room right now.
0: <laughs> and he goes in. He goes in with like a giant cast around his leg yeah. and he's like clunking it yeah. around. It's so funny. But, uh, the fun fact, the animators fought hardcore for him to die because he dies in the books. Yeah, okay. uh, this is this is, yeah, it's based off a novel by Daniel P. Mannix, of so the same name, I think, and he died in that, and it's a kind of a turning point for copper, right? And uh, also in the books, again, I, I we've already said we're gonna spoil it uh, in the books, Todd dies at the end. That's not the case in the movie. But I believe Todd dies at the end.
1: I think I I read that somewhere.
0: Yeah. And the animators, they wanted to keep that emotional, like, in, that, that harshness of, of Chief dying. And you yeah. can totally see 100% in the animation that Chief is dead in that scene. Oh, yeah. Because his body, like, I mean, they play it off as he's just broken. But, like, he was dead. And, you know, the suits of Disney at the time, they said, no, we're not going to have this harshness in a kids movie. He has to survive, you know. You can have this moment, but he's got to stay alive. And so, basically, all the animators did and it's very lazy, and you can totally see it. They just had it so that the eyes fluttered a bit, so that it gave the impression that the dead animal was alive. (laughs) But no, you could you can one hundred percent see that when Chief lands, he is dead. Like, there's there's no movement. There's even there's even a moment where Copper like hits him sadly with his nose and moves him, and he doesn't move at all or react. True. but i mean he would be out
1: cold if he did survive but he got hit by a freaking train
0: yeah it's ridiculous
1: i just popped open wikipedia's page right onto the plot and one of the first sentences of a paragraph says with chief buried and master crying over a dead dog
0: (laughs) and that's from the book (laughs) Yeah, that's how you look. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's like incredibly sad I'm sure. Oh yeah. And they they definitely toned that down for the movie, but it still carries that emotional weight and I I, you know I do applaud them for that. It's pretty good. But because of that, Amos wants he seeks out revenge. You know, he wants to kill that fox because Mm -hmm. that's who Chief was chasing when he fell and hurt himself. And Copper is totally pissed now because he kind of blames Todd for it too, or he thinks it was Todd's fault. Mm-hmm. And so they both they both go out to the game reserve where Todd is uh, hiding because right Widow um, Tweed,
1: yes, she dropped him off there. It was that was probably the, that uh, that was at least one of the saddest moments. I don't yeah. know if it's the saddest moment, but it's pretty freaking sad.
0: It's definitely up there with one of the saddest moments. It's so freaking just upsetting. It's a beautiful moment, though. Like, it really does kind of just rock me emotionally. That's definitely the part where I always tear up is when she's having her her sad talk in the car. Yeah. And and honestly, it's that moment, too, that makes the ending harder for me. Because, again, just to spoil the ending, Copper and Amos find Todd. Mm. There's a chase. Todd, who is also fallen in love with a younger fox that he just randomly met
1: right okay he and vixie are totally Twitter twitterpated okay
0: (laughs) yes you're right you're (laughs) right they are Twitter (laughs)
1: twitterpated oh god Uh, vixie's played by sandy duncan now i don't know if this character is in the the book or not but it would seem totally unnecessary for oh yeah
0: it really is for this uh it could it's just be to give end. Todd a happier ending. Yeah. It's just it's just so you know he has some kind of happiness to go to because what happens is they have a chase, Todd and Vixie get away, and in the meantime, Amos steps in a bear trap, he's stuck, and a bear attacks. hmm Because bears do. Because they do that. It is a frightening fucking bear. It is monstrous. Yeah. It is just like it's pure shadows it's kind bear. of in, in some areas. It's a good bear. It was. It, it carries all the weight you need it to. But it attacks Amos and Copper. Copper has a you know fight with it. Todd hears it. He runs back to help because yep. that's who Todd is. Todd's yeah. a good fox. Todd's a
1: good not person.
0: <laughs> good guy Todd. And he, he runs back to save him. And in the, he does save them you know, Amos gets out of the bear trap and the motherfucker goes up to shoot Todd. Yeah, I know. Because he's a motherfucker.
1: Amos, like, jeez. It's not obvious that that fox just saved your life? Well, to be fair,
0: I think when I watched it, I don't think he ever sees Todd fighting the the bear. He just appears on scene and there's a bear and a a fox lying on the ground. He's like, I'm going to take this fucking opportunity. Oh,
1: Oh,
0: yeah. And Copper just jumps up in front of it and it's a very beautiful moment because yeah. Copper's just like, no, you know, he's growling at it. He's like, no, and he's hurt too. You can see it on, and Copper's like way he's carrying himself that he's been in pain. And you know, Amos and him just leave. He, Amos is like, all right, I won't kill a fox. And him and Copper just leave. They go their separate ways. Todd and Vixie go their separate ways. It's, it's a beautiful movie, beautiful moment. Sorry to spoil it all, but it's just, it's, it's the, the sad part of it is that, that scene with, uh, Widow Tweed, where she's talking about how much Todd means to her and how much she he uh, she's meant to him, kind of. Just knowing that it's not gonna happen, that he's not gonna go back to her, he's off in the wild now. And I'm like, no, yeah. it's it's so sad. I can't think about that. Uh, they didn't. She he didn't go back to the farm. I thought he did. No. No, him and, him and Vixie go off into the wilderness, and then Copper and Amos end up going back to the farm, because right. Widow Tweed starts taking care of Amos because he's a dumb fucking hurt himself. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I feel sorry for you. I'm going to make your, your recovery a living hell. And oh, she's so like hitting yeah. him on the leg. For some reason, I thought Todd was in that scene. I've... No, I don't, I don't believe so. Maybe looking off from afar. All right, hold on a second. He All might right. be he might be looking off from afar, but yeah, I was fairly maybe. certain that he was just in the
1: wilderness. See, I thought she was being nice to him because Todd was back on the
0: farm. I don't think so. I think I think he he just comes home and she feels bad because he's like hobbling. I don't think she's going to adopt a wild fox because <laughs> she'd have to adopt Vixie too. Oh, she
1: would definitely have to adopt Vixie. They're twitter painted real good.
0: I, he got a taste of the wild. He ain't going back. That's what I think. This is not the What'd ending. What you find?
1: I'm trying to find
0: the ending. There is a fox and the hound too, isn't there? There is a fox in the hound, too. Yeah. Or is it the fox, two and the hound, one? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for humoring me. This has been our best episode yet. We're on it. Oh, my
1: gosh. I'm not... I'm not going to find it. They don't care. They don't care that that I just typed in the end of the fox of the hound nobody's put up the end somebody put up the end credits
0: hey that's nice of them yeah
1: you know i mean i guess it's you know it's you yeah, know, disney's right to oh
0: hold on i did find how out. about we leave we leave that part as the unspoiled bit you don't yeah. know if todd's that's right you don't know
1: not. if, if todd, <laughs> todd had an actual happy
0: ending or not um, that's your that's your excuse to go out and watch it after we spoiled this heartbreaking movie it
1: is so good though
0: yeah, it is, it is really good. It
1: is a beautiful movie, and I do want to talk about one aspect of it, like this lens that I am, as a you know, an adult who has gone through academia, or is able to do. But this movie could totally be watched as a view at the relationship between the police and the marginalized people uh, in this country that we call minorities. And it's it, it's labeled for us, I feel like. I feel like it's intentional because the Hunting Dog's names are Copper and Chief. I think mm-hmm. it's there for us. I think that's what we're supposed yeah. to get from this movie. And I think if you watch it with that lens, it, it, it's very poignant. And they do a very yeah. good job. You know, I could imagine a story of a man, you know, growing up alongside and having a, a, a neighborhood friend who he all of a sudden, as a police officer, is, is basically trained oh. to be yeah, prejudiced I think against. there's plenty of those. Yes, and I think this is a an interesting view into that. Take on it. Um, yeah, I agree with that. So there you go. That's where my analytical mind went with it anyways.
0: I mean, that is definitely like part of the enjoyment of this whole thing is like you can watch this movie in many different lights. Oh, sure. And at the same time, at the same time, like even if you're just watching it for fun, you pick up on all of that because it's it's really well done. Right. The like, whole story is really well laid out.
1: There's even like a, a possible homosexual angle on it if you want to put that angle on it. Pretty sure that Disney wasn't going for it. Though they have had pretty coded characters up to this point already.
0: Right. That's why they added Vixie in.
1: That's why they added Vixie in. That's exactly right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, somebody somebody watched it and was just like, ah, uh, too gay. It's too gay. Gotta add a female fox in there.
1: <laughs> I did scan in here after the mating action was done. Ooh. Somewhere
0: in here, so... You said there's, there's mating action in the there's movie? Mating, I missed the whole the book, fox sex scene. Book. Oh, oh, oh co- gotcha, gotcha. Come on,
1: man. I mean, what, how much more do they have to give you? Those foxes, they did it.
0: So wait, so in the book, are you saying Copper and Todd had a mating scene? I didn't read the whole sentence. Because that would be very exciting. I don't think that happened. I don't think that happened either, but it would be very exciting. It would, but not
1: that kind of exciting.
0: Uh, do you want to hear the fun tidbit that i brought along because like you have your analytical bit and i have my 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 little technological tidbit i guess (laughs) the uh this is the official film that disney's nine old men worked on i think we talked about in the last film that that's the one where they all worked on it It was the last one where all of the originals from snow white and the seven drawers worked on this is the last one that has the official like the last two people of disney's nine old men retired in the mid- like you know at the beginning of the the work on this one they they handed the bulk of the project off to younger animators but the the last two of disney's nine old men that worked on this were frank thomas and ali Johnston. and uh just to, because this we haven't done this at all i think for the whole disney playlist i'll go ahead and list disney's nine old men in a very boring list here so uh drum roll i guess uh the the original nine old men for disney were milt call Mark Davis, uh, Frank Thomas, Ollie Johnston, just mentioned them. Eric Larson, Wolfgang Reitherman himself, the director of the last few. He did not direct this one. This was uh, the first one that he did not direct and direct in a for a long time. Uh, Les Clark, Ward Kimball, and John Lounsbury. And uh, this one, since Wolfgang was not the director, this one was directed by Todd Berman and Richard Rich. As their debuts and Art Stevens who had also helped Wolfgang on the last few uh, helped direct this one uh, but the exciting bit is the the new animators that came on with this film because you had some uh, people who didn't go on further with Disney very far but you know this is where they got their start was uh, Tim Burton oh. helped with the animation on this uh, or maybe with storyboards he might not have worked hard in the animation department but he worked somehow in the in some regard on this film. Uh Brad Bird, the director of and maybe writer even of Iron Giant and oh, the Incredibles. Wow. Yeah, amazing. I love Brad Bird. He's great. And uh John Lasseter, uh Toy Stories. Wow. Uh, the Brains of Toy Story. Yeah, it's it's you know, this is where you got they some of these big these big man. animators They're coming in. Young man. Yeah. And it's, it's very exciting because they're about to be all, I mean, Tim Burton and Brad Bird are about to go on other things, but this new animation team that's coming in and this transition period, they're all about to go on and, you know, be huge in the Renaissance period for Disney. Right. It's just, this is where they get their start. You know, they get their start right here and, and in a little bit in the last one too. And so it's very exciting because we're, we're hitting that turning point with Disney. It's, it's all changing here. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, you can, you can kind of feel it. There's a lot of, uh, I don't know. The animation of the Fox and a Hound is, I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah, and it, it has, it, but it just it feels more lively than uh, the Rescuers did. Yes, yeah, you so know the Rescuers was very it's beautiful, some also and
1: cleaner. Whereas the th- yeah. at the same
0: time there
1: was a texture to – There's a texture to both of them that is is different. It was almost like it felt a little grittier in. The rescuers and that story was pretty gritty but where this one feels i don't know it, it feels smoother it, it does that's what i have to say about it, it. definitely does and yeah. that you know that means a lot with a, from a guy whose face feels like a cue ball i mean <laughs> <laughs>
0: smoothness is key <laughs> disney hasn't really let down very much in the art department And, you know, again, the rescuers was beautiful, but here I I love the animation of this one. Like there's some, there's some moments where the animation, you know, seems a little glitchy, I guess, with like movements and things, but I'm forgiving of it. Like it's, it's such a fun movie that like, I like specifically one scene I'm thinking of is, uh, there's a moment at the very beginning where widow tweeds finally gotten Todd Mm -hmm. and, uh, Todd had gone to visit Cooper uh, sorry, Copper. I don't know why I keep wanting to call him. Cooper. I always thought um, his name
1: was Cooper too, but I was watching the movie, and it's definitely Copper. Yeah, and uh, I I do have to give some credit towards me watching the movie with that lens to Sarah, my yeah. my wife, because she was like, "Oh my god,
0: oh my god," <laughs> it just hits hard. It hits different as an adult. Yeah, it definitely does. Because it's about brotherly love.
1: Otherwise, yeah, and, and and I think that's why my brother was into it and, and myself, but man, it really resonated with my brother for some reason.
0: But uh, but copper uh, Todd had gone to visit copper and the farmer saw that copper was there. And he starts chasing, you know, the fox because that's what he does. He just—he's a fox chaser. That's all fucking Amos does. Mm-hmm. And he gets in the car, and he, him and him and uh, I think just Chief. I don't know if Copper was there, but him and Chief get in the car and they're chasing Todd down. Todd catches up to Grandma Tweed, Grandma Tweed, Widow Tweed, mm-hmm. who's in in her car driving off to town. Yeah, and he uh, to deliver milk, I believe. Yeah, and you know, Todd jumps into the car, and Amos takes his fucking shotgun. Mm-hmm. And shoots at widow Tweed's car.
1: I am so upset about I was so upset about Yeah. It. I was like, Are you freaking me kidding
0: me, Amos?
1: And I'm like, This yeah. is a kid movie. Like that like this is right. this is an adult person. They're supposed to look at the adult peoples and be like, This is what adult peoples do. I could do that. Yeah.
0: It's ridiculous. It was a very ridiculous, bonkers decision. But that's also the the like one part that comes into my mind where the animation is just a little wonky. Mm. Is because like the animation is shooting the big keg of milk. Like that's that's just that moment. That's the one thing I can think of that comes to mind. Otherwise, this it's it's beautiful looking movie. Honestly, Mm, let's be honest. Honestly. How many times can I say honest? Uh,
1: honest to gods. Honestly. You gotta believe me. <laughs> Should we do closing <laughs> statements or where is that what you're kind of leaning yeah. into? I do love this movie. It's really good.
0: I do too. Yeah. I, I give it three and a half stars. It's a very fun film. It hits way too many emotions. Yeah, it hits it's, hard. It's, you know, it hits hard. And but it's it's great voice acting from people I did not know in the movie until I rewatched it as an adult. Not at all.
1: This top tier Disney movie. <laughs> you better watch it. <laughs> if you do watch it, pr- prepare to be sad. Uh, if you don't get sad from it, then you didn't get it. Okay. Um- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and if you don't want to be sad we spoiled the whole movie we for you, sure so
1: did so you don't even have to watch it i give it a face and a half it is something that me and my brother watched a lot so i do have a lot of nostalgia from it but beyond that it is an excellent movie and i yeah. do believe that there is some very deep thought put into its plot just i applaud disney for this one so there we go
0: and uh, if you've liked this uh, jumbled and, and wild and all over the place, uh, not well structured episode, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We're both ADHD, and it's a long. It's been. It's after a long day and a long long week. Honestly, oh but, yeah. it really
1: has been. I don't know why. It keeps on dragging.
0: But we do this out of the love uh, uh, in our hearts for you, Couch Potatoes, showing up and, and listening. And uh, if you like this, you can check us out at patreon.com slash faceless We've updated our tiers. Sure you, you can check out the new prices, the new rights available to you through those tiers if you right. so uh, choose to donate to us. Right. Month- We're hoping
1: very soon um, to put some bonus content up there that's exclusive for you guys. Yeah. But the main thing that's that you're... So your support is getting you is a vote for our potato pick that we do once a month for you couch potatoes.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you go just a the tiny bit price over our lowest tier, mm-hmm. uh, if you go up to $5 a month, you will be able to suggest that for the, the potato be. pick that we do. Yeah. And originally we were asking that at a higher tier, but we've lowered it because we want, we want more people to, to... To feel that they can do that. Yeah. Because... Five bucks a month,
1: you know, if we, if you think our show is worth buying us a cup of coffee, I know that's what everybody fucking says, but it's a good analogy. I mean, how many cups yeah. of coffee do you buy yourself? So, you know, just, if if you think of it that way, we'd be grateful, but we'll do this show for sure three, no matter what.
0: Yeah, but, but thanks for listening. We love you all so much. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And
1: I am the Faceless Leon. I got no face.
0: <laughs> I wish I didn't do that.
1: Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.